Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Now, Jackson, I know this is a segment you historically take off. Mentally. Right. But you have one responsibility before we hand it off to BK and Ferrario, and that is to find the text to give the text of the day for the tickets to Def Leppard. I actually found it. In Journey. Okay, well, there you go. So we'll have that before we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our pleasure to welcome to the program the great Jeremy Rutherford. Morning, JR. Whoops. Hi, JR. Okay, make that two responsibilities. (laughs) Two responsibilities. JR, we're wonderful. How are you? Fine, fine, sir. Doing well, and glad to hear you're uh, back up and at him. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I I was curious on. I was texting with uh, you know you remember the great Kevin Lorenz, and I texted with him sure. quite a bit about uh, the Blues, and I said my sense is, but you will be able to answer this accurately since you receive mail and messages and comments and all that under your stories. That this is the peak disenfranchisement for this particular. Blues team at this moment. And it wasn't necessarily the loss to Vegas, but the losses to Columbus and Chicago and the way that they went down and the comments after the game. I feel like people who might have been at peace a week ago with the season kind of just being middling, I feel like now there is some anger for the first time this year. Is that a good read? What are you getting? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's been some anger for sure prior to, but I think that this felt like something. And I, you know, when you look at these two losses after you mentioned the Vegas win, you know, to me, the losses against Columbus and Chicago felt like the beginning of something. Like, you don't want to say the beginning of the end in reference to Craig Berube, the staff, but it feels like the beginning of something. Like, Doug Armstrong has made it clear that he wants to be competitive in this retool. But at some point, you have to realize who you are and go that direction. And I think that's what I'm getting from some of the fan base. And so if you're going to be a team that's not going to be able to compete, you're going to be able, a team that's going to lose to Columbus and, and Chicago on back-to-back nights. You're going to be a team where Braden Chen comes out and says, you know, some guys are just playing when they want to then this is the start of something. This is the start of either uh, they need to figure out what they have in the locker room and they need to make some decisions based on what their future is. I, uh, I'm curious about the, the, the comments that we've heard, both from Bruby and Shen over, over the weekend. Uh, what do you make of those uh, with regard to picking and choosing when to compete? I felt like Braden Shen, when you listen to that soundbite, he was biting his tongue to not say more uh, during that, that exchange. And how does this situation compare to the old lack of buy-in days from Ken Hitchcock's era? 
Yeah, but maybe similar. But I think in analyzing what they said this time with uh, Bruby and Shen Tim, I think Bruby said that uh, something that uh, I was thinking about too is they're trying to feel the game out. What type of game is this going to be? And I will respond accordingly. If this is going to be this type of game, you know, then I need to do this. Well, you can't do that in the NHL. Like Braden Shen followed up Craig Bruby saying, and you have to go out and play the style that you, you play, that you practice that you're capable of, and we've been up front. We've talked about this all year. I think people need to evaluate this team not based on being a Stanley Cup team, not even necessarily being a, a second, third-round playoff team. You know, People need to evaluate this team as it's a retool. Doug Armstrong went out and bought spare parts. That's what he did to put this team together. There's a reason why some of these teams didn't want these players and let them go, and not only let them go, but paid part of their salary to let him go. So that's what this team is, but it still has shown that it can be competitive when it wants to play. And to me, there's a fundamental issue there when we're into December and we're talking about the captain saying that uh, they play when they want to play. So, you know, I, I still think this team can be a team that can make the playoffs, but when you have issues like this that are going to linger, I think this one, this is when it gets to become a bigger problem and this is what ties into what I said just a bit ago is what is your future figure out who you are and and Tim I'll I'll kind of wrap that thought up by saying this when you look at the future of the Blues when I watch games it's not necessarily what was the score last night what the power play do what did this guy do oh he screwed up again to me it's a situation you look at the big picture what are the foundational guys doing? What are the guys like Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, Colton Preco, the guys that are going to be here past two, three, four right. years from now? What are they doing, Tim? And then secondly, what's the culture like? Are they creating a culture that you can bring in a Snuggerud and a Dvorsky and this thing can build? If they're not doing that, then those changes have to be made. Uh, what do you see as a long-term issue with some of the players in question? So not necessarily talking about the ones that you were just making reference to, but a long-term issue with, with some of these guys who are in question at the moment. Well, I just think right now you have a roster, as we touched on, that's uh, you know kind of a hodgepodge roster. It's, it's guys who were brought in on questionable contracts. It's guys that you perhaps could not, unload like we saw with uh, Tory Krug in the summertime with the no trade. And I think it's trying to fill the roster to be competitive when you bring in a Kevin Hayes and a Vrana and a Kapanen. And on some nights, like we've seen, it's going to work. But, you know, long term, you know, like I said, I think you focus on the names that we just touched on and a few of the other guys and you have to stay on them and make sure that they're playing the game the right way. But what can happen in this situation, and we've seen it go sideways with other coaches in the past, is if, if the situation just becomes too toxic, then all of a sudden not, are you, not only are you not competing and, and trying to, to make a playoff this season, but you've got to change the coach. You've got to change the staff. You've got to move young guys that you thought were going to be part of this thing that are just not part of it. So it's just if this thing continues in this direction, that's when these key decisions are going to have to be made by Doug Armstrong on you, what they need to do this season. Do you think it is at a point where they may be considering changes, whether it be assistant coaches or with Craig Berube, or is it at that point that that starts getting momentum? You know, it could quickly because in the past when you say that it's not, and I think that Craig Berube can still be the guy to be the head coach of this team and his staff, you can say that and things could change quickly. 
because of guys not grabbing it and playing the way they're capable of and doing their job. And so it becomes a situation where the GM has no choice. He's just got to make changes. Also, when you're evaluating this situation, you know, there's things that just aren't getting better, like the power play, uh, you know, things that the assistant coaches are in charge of. And if it gets to a point where Doug Armstrong says, okay, I can't move contracts. I'm also not going to be able to move guys with six, seven, eight years left on their deals. You know, this is what we have to do. So I personally still feel like Craig Bruby and his staff can get the job done. But if these types of things continue to be seen, you know, playing so poorly against bad teams and these bad starts, then you just get to that point where it's it's going to be inevitable. Uh, one final thing here, Jr. Well, last year we talked about the room and how you know with the situation with Cairo and Thomas getting big deals and the free agents that were Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and people going, "How come they're getting money? We're not getting our money?" And it created a, a fractured room. Uh, what insight can you give, if you can give any, into the state of the room? Shen says it's fine. Um, the, what is what is your read on the current status of the room? Yeah, I mean, and the room to me seems fine. And I always preface that by saying, "Look, I'm not in there. Right? It, it's a, it's a limited viewpoint in terms of I'm not in there." Do you talk to guys and and do you have a vibe? Do you have a sense? You know, when you're talking to guys, yeah, I feel like Shen said that the room can be fine. Do they think there are two or three, four players that could be working harder and picking picking up the slack you know, better? I think so, yeah. But I don't think this is a situation like the past couple of years or even 2018, 19, before they got a run a roll in January. Like, that room was not good in November, December, and, and, and they came together and saw that they had an opportunity to win and put it together. Uh, but then, yeah, last year you had the contract situation with Kairou Thomas. You had Tarasenko on an island. I don't think any of that is there. I felt like since day one in training camp, this team felt like it could compete and and try to play for a playoff spot. But, Tim, you know, once it's not working, then you start to, you know, whether it be finger pointing or, you know, trying to bite your lip in the postgame comments, that's when this stuff starts to take off. I've seen it before. JR with us every Monday here on Balloon Party, every Wednesday on TMA and throughout the week on 101 ESPN. Always appreciate it. Fine, sir. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks, Tim. There he is, Jeremy Rutherford with us here on 101 ESPN. Jackson, do you have the winner of these Def Leopard Journey and Cheap Trick tickets? I do. I do. Uh, this is Ron from Fenton, and I'm not infallible. He makes a great point about the in-season tournament. The difference with European soccer leagues, they don't have a postseason tournament to decide the champ. It's based on the in-season win-loss record. I can see how in-season tournaments work over there. I don't see what the relevance is when you have a postseason tournament to decide the champ. And I think, you know what? That's a fair... It is a great point. It's a it's very... kind of... Ron's doing a bit... Ron, maybe you should host the program because it's kind of what I was trying to ask. Not mocking... Sure. So, hey, you love basketball. God bless. I just don't get like why a fan would be like, oh, sweet, we won the in-season tournament. But clearly people were invested in it. I'm just trying to figure out the why. The atmosphere. It's less about the actual outcome of it and getting great atmosphere in basketball in December when you would never get that usually. Right, but I, and I understand that. I feel like I, this is like the who's on first thing. But I don't know why the atmosphere was so good. Like, why did they care? Because I think it's cause and effect. The players are competing harder than they would in a regular season game in December. And therefore, the fans respond. All right.
You you would know better than me, so I shall yield to you. Jackson and I are going to go do QFTA uh, YouTube over to uh, youtube.com slash TMASTL. We'll be doing that coming up at 1130. Any question is welcome. And, and, and it's non-sports, but you can send in hate mail, Tima Kernan at InsideSTL.com. Any question, any anything. It's a free-for-all is what it is. It's about an hour, hour and a half long podcast. Jackson, sometimes four-hour long podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and it's on the Tim McKernan Show podcast feed, which is separate from TMA and Bloom Party. Time for us Shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel.